0: On this week's episode, Chris talks about gold balls, we get the lowdown on new comic controversy, and we've got a brand new segment for you called Key Issues, airing out our comic grievances. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B.
1: Hello, hello everyone.
0: I'm T, and I'm here with Chris.
1: Is it, am I Chris?
0: I guess you're Chris.
1: Are you T? And I'm Chris.
0: No, maybe I'm Chris. Who
1: am I? Hi, guys.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long
1: day. Yeah. a long year.
0: <laughs> it's only January.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anywho,
1: we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about comics.
0: Yeah. What did you read this week?
1: Um i read let's see uncanny x-men wrapped up their recent like 10 issue weekly run so they were doing like a 10 week event so they were gonna do like an issue a week issue 10 was this week um it was awesome i heard it was traumatic it was yeah it was big stuff (coughs) big stuff happens excuse me um it was cool it was a fun story it had its ups and downs overall like there were some issues in between where it was just a little flip-floppy and uh in the issue in issue 9 leading into issue 10 there was this like big turnabout moment where they're fighting x-man and like gene gray summons all the x-people but like it's a bunch of no-name x-people i thought that was kind of funny it was like, you're going to have to fight all oh, the X-Men. I'm looking in the back, I'm like, is that a husk? Is that, <laughs> is that gold balls? Who the f*** cares? You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, there's, so what's a gold balls? There's a guy who throws gold, like produces gold balls from his body.
0: Did that come from <laughs> the 80s? That sounds like an 80s. I, I don't know.
1: I think it was like a throwaway character that just pops up from time to time. I don't know much about gold balls. Um, you heard it here, folks. Chris doesn't know much about gold balls, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just weird because the team was already like Jean Grey and Kitty Pride and freaking Apocalypse is there, and they already had the AT. Yeah, there. and then they're like, you know, that would be like a. I don't have a good example. That would be like in a war you're on like the front lines and they're like oh no reinforcements are coming and then like a horde of girl scouts start charging (laughs) charging the no man's zone.
0: I don't know if they're carrying some cookies they might actually end that war. Yeah
1: make cookies not war but it was good Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes Uh, next the next wave is going to be cool and I'll talk about I'll do a spoiler for the ending later we're going to do a segment talking about like crossover events and stuff. Um, so I'll get more into that later. But I also read Middle West number three came out. I'm still really digging that. If you haven't picked up Middle West, definitely pick it up. It's the new Scotty Young title. And then uh Justice League Dark number seven came out, and that's another title. If you haven't been picking it up, definitely get it. Um they're really going hefty on I mean, it, initially you could probably jump on now and just kind of get recapped. Uh, Because they did this whole witching hour crossover with Wonder Woman. Cool. And it was cool, but it's the real joy is they're setting up this thing called, like, The Other Kind. And it's this, like, dark side of magic. These, like, creatures from this, like, dark universe. Kind of like metal. I don't know if it's going to connect into metal and the whole, like, dark universe thing. Which, Dark Knight's metal. If you didn't read that crossover, read it. But yeah, it's, they're dealing with this other kind stuff and magic is in peril. And these, every time people use magic, these other kind have the ability to like kind of come through. Uh-huh. And this one That's was cool. set up like a uh, horror anthology, like one of the old horror anthologies. Oh, like, nice. Um, you know, like Creepy and Tales from the Crypt and I'm trying to remember all the like DC House of Mystery, I think i'm trying to remember all the dc and marvel ones anyway um they had a ton and so it's man bat who's part of the justice league dark team telling stories of these other kind and just the creativity that they've used to like come up with these creatures you know it can't just be like another like dark spoopy like vampire type thing or like a ghost type thing because we have those in dc universe and even like you know we have creepy ass things in the dc universe like you know uh joker is creepy you know batman who laughs is walking around now he's freaking creepy yeah he's real creepy uh swamp thing in and of himself is creepy um so there's you know there's creepy stuff already in and like magic and like creepy magical things and demons and stuff like that already in the universe right so they've had to like kind of come up with different ideas and like my favorite one was the soup the soup <laughs> But anyway, read it if you can. It does a cool setup for kind of where they're going. Read the first couple issues, and then once it starts getting into the witching hour thing, you could probably skip if you don't want to, like, buy up a bunch of different issues. Um, But the first couple kind of set up the whole dark, uh, dark other kind thing, and, like, what's going on with Dr. Fate, who is, like, really not okay right now. And uh, it's cool. It's a really, I'm really excited with Justice League
0: Dark. That's awesome. That sounds neat. I read a couple number ones this nice. week. Yeah, there um, were a
1: couple of those. So
0: Yep, I read uh, Black Widow number one. Sweet. I'm digging it. It's like Avengers meets Law & Order SVU. Mm.
1: Yeah, I read that one too. I really liked the voice they're developing for Black Widow.
0: Yeah, it's not... It, a lot of the time they can make it really um, difficult to voice Black Widow because she isn't quite as uh, traditionally charismatic in the Mm -hmm. comics as like a carol danvers or you know like a lady hawkeye or something like that like she's not a kelly thompson character but um but they still made her like engaging she's kind of a little more rough and tumble it definitely has a darker feel than a normal marvel book which i like a lot it Mm -hmm. kind of gives it a little more edge so definitely feeling that one i'm excited to see where it goes it's not going to be super superhero-y i think which is pretty nice. I like that it's going to be a little more street level. I love the street level character, so having her act a little more street level is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Right. So I'm digging it. I'm digging it. That's cool. The other number one I read this week was Invaders, which is the new. Chip Zarsky, mm-hmm. and it's so weird to me because I associate Chip with like these super funny tone. And, like, lots of humor and meta and silly. And recently he has been mad flexing his drama skills. And I'm really liking the setup to Invaders. It's essentially about, like, Namor and Captain America and Bucky were all together in... World War II mm-hmm. and like fought together, and now Namor's cray cray, and yep. so it's kind of about Cap, Colin Bucky being like, "Yo, we gotta figure out what's going on with Namor because nobody else understands." That's cool. He's yeah, crazy.
1: they brought that up in that happened in the Avengers title. He kind of went nuts. out. yeah, and they haven't really done much with that. So I guess that's where they're gonna be. Yeah, they're setting on that. up
0: some big stuff and like. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they set up with Namor and why he's crazy, and I think we're going to find out maybe why he got amnesia. I think they might set up cool. what he's actually planning, because he keeps talking about how he's going to take over the, the land world so that he can own the land and the sea, but mm-hmm. they haven't expressly said what, but everybody's they keep hinting that it's going to be a big deal and they actually at one point make the comment this would literally change the face of the earth so I don't know if he's planning on drowning everything but that should be really interesting so I'm looking forward to it. Nice.
1: My question is why is Namor so like he's so like arrogant and regal but he changes his outfit more than a model at the Victoria's Secret fashion show <laughs> I feel like every time they use Namor He's like in a different costume Um, I was like dude Just stick to the green man panties <laughs> And the wings on your feet That's all you need it's bro It's
0: because if we're being real It's because Namor is essentially Aquaman And Aquaman has the same struggle Of trying to not look like a doofus But also still be a manfish, <laughs> And it doesn't work out yeah. Like,
1: it's you, like now he's the in, only
0: way you're gonna make Namor look cool is if you get Jason Momoa to be yeah. Namor.
1: Now he's got, like, emo swoosh hair, and he's got, like, black armor pieces, and it looks like he, like, stumbled into, like, 1775 Hot Topic,
0: it's, you know? It, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. He's, like, wet Morbius. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't understand the plan. But I'm hoping that maybe after we find out what all his drama is, someone can take him shopping. (laughs) And it'll be a better life choice.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) He's like, I mean, right now he's looking like my chemical clownfish. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Try the veal. (laughs) You understand in moments like that, my brain is just, like, rambling off as many relevant words to come up with a joke. So it's like, my brain attaches to, like, this would be a great point for a pun about, like, my chemical bleh. And then it's just like, whale, manatee, anemone, coral. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like a... Like holding your ear out to a nautical themed boggle tournament. <laughs> it's
0: like it's like you pull that roulette, and either something really funny's gonna come out, or something not funny's gonna come uh, out. And you're just always playing playing the dice. man. It's either
1: gonna be one of those like, "Ooh, I need to take these waveforms down" because T laughed too much, or just like In editing this one out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool. Yeah. Otherwise, it was kind of a standard week. For me, I didn't really have anything else that stood out. I skipped on. Um, if anyone's wondering, because the like Marvel Comics presents came to number one today, I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It might be like the best book on the rack. I don't care. It's Marvel's doing this whole like big nostalgia push. This year, so they're coming out a lot of their like old like war and romance and western and horror titles. They're like bringing those back and stuff. I'm probably gonna pass on every single one of those endeavors because I just it seems stupid. <laughs> it sounds dumb. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Comic Presents is on shelves this week. Let us know what you think if you picked it up. I'm not gonna pick it up. Was um, it worth it? It's like three a three parter book. Like three stories happening at once, and they continue on with like Wolverine, Namor, and Cap.
0: I don't
1: know. I'm not feeling the nostalgia, so I didn't pick it up.
0: Meh. I read Invaders that had Cap and Namor in it, and I really. I'm sorry. I just don't care about Logan anymore. Any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Any of (laughs) them. Any.
1: Happening in the world of comics.
0: Wee wee wee. (laughs)
1: Is it a siren? That's not a theme song. That's just a siren.
0: Well, it was. It not was really more like of a like French a,
1: police car. It was more of like a. Song.
0: It was a segment transition. It was like the. We, don't, we, don't, we need
1: we don't, to have. We need to. We should do that. If not this episode, then look for by next episode. We're gonna hunt down some public domain because <laughs> we're untalented newsreel music, and we're gonna have that as a transition. Because I was thinking about that. Our transitions suck. We just like
0: transition it just
1: like goes quiet
0: and then i start talking again yeah, And then one, per- <laughs> one
1: person's like and next <laughs> anyway, um i'm really it was a long day and i haven't had a chance to like talk much so i'm really hyper so there's gonna be a lot of rambling on this episode
0: we're we're kind of um, all over the place and i'm mostly yeah. just cold so i'm talking to yeah, same God, it's
1: so cold florida dirt. is
0: cold what is that yeah It is bull. That's what it is. It's
1: like northern spring down here, you guys.
0: It's awful. Um, It is
1: cold. So, yeah, big news. Big, big news. Big news happening. I'm really excited to share this. Um, Really, only Bleeding Cool reporting on this that I saw. There's some other people reporting off of Bleeding Cool, but nobody's got, like, new details that I could find. But Matina, huge artist right now, like freaking everywhere doing exclusives for like cons and all kinds of stores doing like three different B cover runs I think like, wow yeah because I know they were doing Suicide Squad they're doing doing Batman he was doing Batman and he's popping up all over the place he used to be doing Flash covers Is getting just slammed right now on the internet for plagiarizing for swiping covers
0: oh snap he's yep. pulling a land <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, and one of the arguments I see a lot in comments on this kind of stuff is like, everybody does it, but that doesn't make it right. No. Nobody should do it. You know what I mean? And
0: No. Unless it's, the only way you should quote unquote swipe, and it shouldn't even be a swipe, is if you're doing an homage. Yeah,
1: you're doing an homage. and um, In which case,
0: you're inherently giving credit to the original. But
1: yeah, fine, a lot of people have done it, but it doesn't make it right. And he, uh, so it got reported like six days ago. Bleeding Cool did an article uh, where they posted a bunch of stuff, and it was a bunch of his like like his Megacon exclusive was swiped. Oh geez, um, he swiped a cape from a Bat an Alex Ross Batman to the point where you can see Alex Ross's brush strokes in the like meaty bits of the cape. But it's only like he uh, swiped the Batman from someone else and swiped the cape from Alex Ross, and the cape is just like a fraction of the cover. So like why swipe it? But
0: so what you're telling me is that he's just really good at Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Sketchy. Yeah. That is so shady.
1: And um the big one that like the big kind of what set it off was um, an artist who he took uh, this artist's uh, Punisher picture and used it for a Grim Knight. So, the new Batman with guns. uh, Punisher Batman. Cover. The artist, um, his name is Walter McNeil. Uh, He goes by the name Professor Oreo, which I love on Instagram. And Matina stole his, stole, swiped, plagiarized, uh, jacked. Jacked. (laughs) Whatever you want to call it. Um, His uh, Punisher image that he did for a Grim Knight cover. A lot of people are arguing, like, yeah, you know, it's similar, but, you know, the Grim Knight was based off of Punisher, so it's reasonable. And, like, yeah, he's standing in a similar pose, but that's just the kind of pose you stand when you're holding a gun like that. But it goes deeper. Like, if you—he even did, like, a on Twitter, he did, like, a uh, side—like, he actually took part of the Punisher picture and put it over top of— the batman picture right and it like matched up lined up almost perfectly oh, man. and then somebody posted like an animated like in the comments somebody posted like an aminated an animated <laughs> thing um, that like transitions from one to the other and it's just it's too close and then you know you add that on top of everything else
0: that's so shady um, come on man
1: yeah and i think walter mcneil Professor Oreo is the guy who kind of led the push. And he made this big uh, big post about, like, New Year's resolution. Let's make 2019 about respect. And, you know, just a lot of stuff about, like, you shouldn't be stealing work. Like, we need to respect each other as artists. You know, he pushes for other artists to go through Matina's backlog and see if any of their IP has been stolen. That's so much um, stuff that, uh, even uh some other people came out, uh Ian McDonald came out about his Dark Phoenix, which Matina swiped for his Venom Phoenix. Um So
0: it's not even subtle. It's like yeah. I'm doing this character. Yeah,
1: Professor Oreo was the one that pointed out the Alex Ross Cape. 80 Granov posted privately on Facebook. Um And he gave Bleeding Cool permission to reprint it. But, you know, a post that he didn't actually mention Matina, but it was kind of obvious that he was pointing it out. So it's a huge push. I'm very interested to see what DC does. Because what I didn't know that I learned from this article is that Marvel actually cut ties with Matina last year in April out of respect for artists. So this is not new. Marvel knew about it happening. And a lot of these, like I mean, the MegaCon one is their MegaCon cover from last year. So a lot of these that are popping up now are old, and people are going oh. through and finding these old things. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what DC does. Um, you know, they're not to blame in no. any means. Maybe a little for giving him that much work. Yeah. If that's Marvel true. had already called it out, but maybe they just didn't know. I don't remember seeing it like hyper televised. Hyperpublica, like I didn't hear
0: about it previously, publicated. so it's possible um, that it was like a quiet separation, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. So maybe they just weren't aware, and they thought he was just like moving away from Marvel, and that's why they grabbed him up. Um. But I did think it was interesting that he, when I thought about it, he hadn't really done any Marvel stuff for a huh. long time. Um.
0: That's crazy.
1: But yeah, I'm. You know, hopefully it doesn't hurt any of the stores that did exclusives with him. Um. But I don't know. Because I, I know at least one of the like, comic sites I follow about, like, here's what's coming out this week and what's going to be hot, mentioned that they're, like, going to finish off their Suicide Squad run and then be done with Matina forever and stuff. So people are yeah. feeling really impassioned about it.
0: He just himself in the foot.
1: At the same time, sometimes this industry has kind of a short memory. Um,
0: That's true. I mean, so... maybe he's going to... Like I said, maybe he's going to pull a Greg Land and he'll, like, go into hiding for, like, a year. And then every once in a while it'll be like, all right, come out of your crypt, Greg. And then he, like, rises up and Mm -hmm. does, like, four really trashy-looking covers and then goes back into his crypt. Yeah,
1: (laughs) he'll do interiors for, like, two issues as everyone's like, oh, who's this Greg Land guy? Oh, why does everything look like a, you know, why do all the women look like they're out of a 2000s Playboy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know? Why does every woman look like Pam Anderson? and all the dudes look the same. No one has original facial structure.
0: Everyone's he... making O faces.
1: But you know what? at least he's not tracing other people's art. I think uh, what hurts too is that you know the Punisher was just it was this guy's on Instagram, you know what I mean it was this guy who was like, hey, here's my art. I'm sharing it with the world. And then this like professional artist is like
0: mine now so you know it's it's cruel. Yeah. it it's it's robbing people yeah. and it's it sucks it shouldn't be done i
1: hope this makes a massive push for what sucks is that most of comic art is digital now you know very few people actually like paint onto like you know you've got like lucio perillo who paints onto like actual canvas and then scans it and that's right. how he does his covers and there's other people that do it that way but most people do it digital and the yeah. downside to that is it makes it really easy to trace Cause you could literally have the trace up while you're like doing your thing on your tablet and just like color it in and change the shading. And what sucks with Matina is that he's really freaking talented. Like even though he's matching the lines and with the cape thing, yeah, there was brush strokes. He still has his own like unique style facially and his unique style in like art design of the costumes and shading and use of color and lighting. Does these really dark things with like piercing light coming through. He's really freaking talented so it sucks to see like him get to this point and then become a pariah because he's getting called out you it's, know?
0: it's as, a, as somebody who does graphic design on a regular basis for my job like there have been plenty of times when I'll you know take a shape from a stock something and then like modify it but the the thing about it it's kind of like Creative Commons is that if you're gonna use something from someone else, You either have to give them credit or you have Mm -hmm. to make it different enough that you you basically used it as inspiration. So, like, you could take and trace that cape, but then you need to modify it and you need to, you know, edit it and reshape it enough that it's yours and not someone else's. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: recently somebody did a... I think it was Jamal Campbell. I can look it up, but... I don't care to Um, somebody did an exclusive cover of that was an homage of New Mutants 98. It was a Spider-Man exclusive, it was an homage of New Mutants 98, which, you know, everyone knows that cover. It's the first Deadpool, it's got him standing there, by Rob Liefeld. And he got pissed because the guy didn't put after Liefeld on his, like, after signing his name, which is what you do when you do, like, a cover swipe or homage right. cover. Uh, you put your name, and then you put after, and that's how it's supposed to be. Right. So it's reasonable to get pissed over that. Granted, Liefeld's not perfect by any means. <laughs> right. Um, You know, that's reasonable. He's allowed to be mad at that. You know, they took something that he's known for, like a classic cover that he's known for, and they didn't give him credit. And that's not cool. That's fine. Was that artist intentionally stealing? No, he was doing it. It was obvious he was doing it. It was homage.
0: clearly an so, homage. So you
1: know, don't banish him to the wastelands. But like, but when you hide it and you like steal a pose and you steal the character and you like slap a venom on there and you're like, I'm done. Then that's not an homage anymore. That's, no, it's theft. That's theft. It's theft. That is theft of creative. It's jacked. IP or whatever you want to call it. So, Matina. Sorry, dude. I'm not on your side. Um, he hasn't responded yet, as far as I know. It's been, like, days since this came out. It's been, like, oh. six days. Oh, and Megacon. This is also important. Megacon and uh, Fan Expo, I think, pulled him from their websites.
0: Oh, snap.
1: Yeah. Which That's how
0: you really start hurting.
1: So... Yeah, Fan Expo and MegaCon. Because
0: that's where you make your money. So curious. he got
1: pulled from that. I'm Dang. curious to see if any, like I said, if any stores that did exclusives with him do the same. But I imagine they won't. I just hope it doesn't hurt them on the prices because doing exclusives is a big thing to go in on for something like this to happen. Yeah, Because this isn't the type of controversy that, like, we'll
0: can, can hype. I hate to
1: be that way, but, like, controversy can hype a thing. Yeah, you can thing, You know, if something's, like, Offends some group, it might like go up in price. It's like the whole Milo Monera Spider Woman cover got all this like controversy because of her butt. The butt. And Marvel slapped the label on top of the butt, like the title on top of the butt. (laughs) And even still, it like went up in price because it became controversial. And there's that like Alf issue that has him like bone in the seal. So, you know, (laughs) controversy can drum up sales. But this kind of controversy just isn't. It would be the same as if somebody, you know, got arrested for a crime of some kind. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to equate it to, like, sexual assault or anything. I'm not trying to do that. But crimes and sexual assault are worse. But those kinds of things, those kind of negative things, are what plagiarism is a crime. Uh, It's
0: not a salacious uh, controversy. Yeah, it's... Salacious controversy tends to incite interest, whereas... Just kind of generic, because unpleasant, negative. They're kind of
1: collectible in their own way. Yeah, you exactly. Know, if, if something has like, like you said, salacious controversy to it, it's like collectible. People want it because they're like, "Teehee, this is the issue where it looks like he's boning a seal." Yeah, it's but naughty, like, but um, Google it. <laughs> um, but
0: I mean, at at the end of the day, like, that's the whole reason why Batman Damned had so much yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, because of like, the Because the... of bat. Batwing, Pepe, Batwing. Yeah, yeah. So
0: like, you know, his jingle it can, jangle. It can really increase stuff. But well, I had some news, mm-hmm. not as nearly as exciting or interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, couple things. One, so you don't read Detective Comics? Nope. I don't read Detective yep. Comics. But a cool thing happened in Detective Ooh, Comics this week. Neat. Um, so I got to give mad props to Bruce Tim because another. Batman the animated series character has officially been brought in to the oh, comic wow. world. Um, his name is Coyote Ken. Cool. And he was he's one of the uh, ninjas that trained with Batman, and is you know
1: <laughs> Coyote Ken the ninja.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, he'd
1: be like that, like redneck ninja
0: guy. All right, ninja chop. You know, yeah, <laughs> um, But he was originally only in the TV show, and then uh-huh. they just brought him into Detective Comics. So now he's officially a comic character. Nice. He is following in impressive footsteps, a la Harley Quinn and Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. So like who now are about to be in their own you know movie.
1: I didn't know Her. Renee Montoya was a animated.
0: I believe person. I know she didn't start in comics. I yeah. I believe she started an animated series. She may have started somewhere else and then got brought into the comics, but I know that she didn't start in the comics. Fun fact. Harley did start in the animated series. Yeah,
1: yeah, time. I knew that, but
0: Which? Because Bruce is awesome. Yeah, for Bruce real. Tim Bruce Tim gets Batman.
1: It's like- <laughs> God the
0: of animation. Gets, he, the man gets Batman. Mm. But, um, so that I thought was cool. Um, this is really depressing. So I just have to kind of, like, throw it to the ether. There's mm. been a disturbance in the force. Mm. EA has canceled their open world Star Wars game. Orca <sighs> is no more. And there's talk that they're going to make a smaller, less, uh time-consuming Star Wars game because you know why? I'll tell you why because EA hates us. EA doesn't care about us. EA doesn't listen to our hearts and our mm. thoughts and our needs mm. and they just they just shit all over us, man. Mm. Preach it, girl. Can I get an amen?
1: Amen. Guys, it just don't want nobody
0: effing with me, me in these streets. streets.
1: Sorry. That's- <laughs> You said that to me the other day, and it's on my mind.
0: It's great. I just... Why? Why? That's, that's awful. It... it it. I read it, and I felt like I got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you were supposed to play... And it was gonna be cool, too, because you were gonna play, like, a smuggler. Yeah. Like, it was gonna... You were... Uh, we could be Han. Han. No more. No more Han. No more Han. So... We are... We are... So no so no
1: <laughs> that makes me feel so low
0: <laughs> that sucks
1: I, yeah, I mean i'm
0: pissed i it's just another excuse well, for ea to shit on us i'm i'm, I'm conflicted uh, between
1: like part of me doesn't want ea to make any more games ever <laughs> And especially, like, ones that I enjoy. Because (laughs) inevitably, it's gonna suck to some degree. Or be broken. Or it's gonna make it, like, three games in, and then it's gonna go to another galaxy and be awful and have poor facial animation. Leave
0: Andromeda out of this. We
1: will never finish this episode. I can never leave Andromeda. (laughs) Andromeda is hooked to my soul- like a cancerous growth. <laughs> um, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, but at the same time, open world, Star Wars game. That'd be awesome.
0: It's gone. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Orca. So I'm conflicted. You're gone forever. Orca. And, and yeah, that's what they were calling it. It was Project it. Orca. Orca. Which is interesting because an Orca is both light and dark. <sighs> uh, I hate everything i'm so sad can we what
1: would it take to do a kickstarter to get like a new like a gofundme to get a new kotor that is like the original team that made kotor one making a new kotor
0: (laughs) um (laughs) a time machine yeah so that Disney can't own Lucasfilm yeah. and own all of the rights what, and dictate what is allowed what to be Star would take Wars. What it takes
1: to get CD Project Red to make a co-tour game.
0: Well, did you hear? Here's another bit of sad news. Hmm. A dude came out and did um, a oh, Darth Vader fan film. Mm. He oh, had yeah, talked with yeah. Lucasfilms. He had talked with Disney. That... He said he wasn't going to make any money off it. Yeah. Nothing. He had yeah, made he didn't no proceeds. To... He did not monetize it in any way, and Disney is now still taking the rights.
1: Yeah, it was the Star Wars theory. They made a Darth Vader fan mm-hmm. film, uh, but it got squashed. So Ugh. they're not that. They're the gonna whole, leave it alone. The yeah, the it was I forget the name of the company, but it's some like investment or legal company. I don't pretend to understand corporate stuff, but they put yeah they put like a copyright claim and they monetized it so that they could make money off of his video. And, but Lucasfilm was like, no, don't do that. So, okay. He's good. Okay. Because um, I was really I feel, mad like, about I feel that. like I just saw that. Honestly, it was just a headline. I didn't dig into it because I didn't expect to talk about it tonight. But I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm was like, no. You know what I mean? So, I'm hopefully.
0: just, I'm real sensitive about my Star Wars life. Yeah. And I feel like the little man keeps getting stepped on.
1: Well, in speaking of little men getting stepped on. <laughs> That's a transition. Far From Home trailer happened. Yeah. So It
0: did happen. I don't know what I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited because I just like those movies. Like, I really liked uh, Homecoming. Um, and Far From Home looks promising. I like that it's in a different area. Um,
0: yeah, that'll be cool.
1: So that'll be kind of cool. I don't know how I feel about Nick Fury being there. I feel like we're just getting, like... I feel like they're making. I don't know. I just feel like Nick Fury is getting oversaturated to an extent, and
0: I'm okay with Nick Fury. And the reason why is because, and this could be wrong, but this is my prediction. Prediction announcement. The reason it's Nick Fury is because Tony's gonna die.
1: Oh, you think so? Yeah, that would make sense. This
0: they have come out and said kind of this giveaway. takes place after Endgame. Yeah. And I know they so they need that filler guy. They yeah. need that comunicado That that guy who can, you know, rein in Spotty Man and yeah. give him a lead well, and organize him. And so if Tony's dead... if Tony's Yeah.
1: And ah. there's your dead noise <laughs>
0: Those are my dead noise.
1: Those are about as good as your news theme song.
0: Wee 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 do. We do, we do. <laughs> but um yeah, so if if Tony is kaputsies, then you gotta have Nick Fury. Cause... Yeah, that's
1: fair. And I, I feel like I don't have any sources for this on hand, but I feel like I remember hearing somebody say that like they didn't want to put this trailer out too distant from Endgame because it had something that like gave away something or that people could. Infer something about I mean, what happens in in game. You
0: can infer that Spider Man's not dead still. I mean,
1: <laughs> we didn't freaking know that.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying. It bothered
1: me so much after Infinity War when everyone was like,
0: but I, I loved Spider Man, Black Panther, and Doctor Strange. And I'm like, they're gonna be back. Thing is, Relax. no. I mean, the other ones maybe. But have like, Spider Man, there's so many damn dimensions. That this could not be, this could be not 616 MCU Spider-Man. This could be a whole other time continuum. So? I'm just saying. You still get,
1: you either get, like, a different Peter Parker, which is fine, or you get Miles, and that's awesome. That's true, Miles. So, it's like, it's a win-win. As long as they don't pull some Ben Riley bullshit, then you're fine. (laughs) no clone saga chris angel bullshit <laughs> popping off <up> in here <laughs> 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 Anyway, I like the trailer, check it out if you haven't um already. I am interested to see what they do with Mysterio. My prediction is that cuz everyone's like, "Oh, Hydro-Man's in this." It's not freaking Hydro-Man. Mysterio's like for whatever reason, whatever his purpose is, he's, like, making these giant creatures that he can fight and save people, quote-unquote. Because that's what Mysterio does. Like, in the trailer, it has Mysterio, like, flying around, like, zappy-zapping a freaking giant water man. And everyone's like, oh, Mysterio's fighting Hydro man
0: There's a sand guy, too. Yeah,
1: and there's, like, a sand guy in a, like, brief glimpse of, like, a guy made of sand or rock or dirt or something. And, like, everyone's like, yeah, he's fighting... Hydro Man. I'm like, guys, will you stop and think about like what it is that Mysterio does? Context clues. You know, he's that master of illusion. He does these like illusions and fake things. Like he's totally faking it for whatever his purpose is, which we'll find out in the story. And he's fighting them so that he can come off as like a hero. And the whole thing's gonna be like Spider Man finding out he's not a hero or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway,
0: all that really matters out of the trailer is that Mysterio's wearing his fishbowl. Yeah. And that's but. Awesome. but Mysterio wears a fishbowl, and I like that he has his fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to have a fishbowl, and he has a fishbowl, and that's good. No, and no, a
1: cape. No. We'll see where it goes. Um,
0: fishbowl and a cape.
1: Already predicting that, hey, dickwad, is going to be my favorite line in the whole movie.
0: Well, it's Flash, so you're bound to love him. So,
1: but check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, it was good. I'm excited. Really excited for all the movies we got coming up. So soon.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're doing something a little bit different for this last segment. Mm-hmm. We are doing a new segment. It is called Key Issues. <laughs> in this segment, we're going to air out some of our grievances in terms with different things that happen in the comic industry mm-hmm. or things we have problems with from, you know, the big three or... Etc. 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 Basically, we got problems with stuff, yeah. and we want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, and we figured key issues rolls off the tongue better than angsty nerds rant about shit. Yeah. So. Uh...
0: It's more succinct. Yeah. So this week, we're going to talk about our grievances, our key issues, if you will, with recent. Marvel crossover
1: events. Well, it's, it's not even just Marvel, I would say, just like big events. So, like when. So, backing up, like I said, I read er, earlier in the episode, I read Uncanny number 10. It was the end of the big event. Uh, spoiler alert right now. Spoilers, turn it off.
0: Meet, 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 meet. Meet, meet, meet. I'm all about sound effects today.
1: At the end of the whole thing, uh, x man it leaves you with X-Man basically obliterating all the X-Men. So um, they're fighting, 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 and he realizes that they'll never let him change the world. So he basically pulls-kind of pulls a Scarlet Witch, but not like reality-altering. He just like explodes in light, and it comes to, and all the X-Men are gone. And then he's there, and then he's gone. And this little rock he's been using to power him is still there. My guess is they're probably all in there in kind of a soul world type thing. Because we got all these, like, Age of X-Men books coming up. Yeah. So, he took them to an alternate reality or they're all stuck in his mind or something. But...
0: But as of this issue, they're dead. as of this issue,
1: they're dead. We find out at the end of the issue that the annual, which comes out next week, and number 11, which comes out the following week, is going to focus on Cyclops coming back, which has been set up since Extermination. And... He's going to hunt down Logan and then try to restart the X Men with whatever X Men they have left. The and dregs. Like, maybe we'll get some, <laughs> maybe we'll get some new mutants out of it. Maybe we'll see some people that we haven't seen in a long time. We'll find maybe we'll find out what you know Emma Frost is up to.
0: Being a badass. Um, that's what she's up to. You know,
1: maybe they'll touch base with X Force because X Force wasn't there at that battle. So, like, Domino's still fine. Cannonball. No, Cannonball. Yeah, Cannonball got teleported out because he got hurt. So, he should be still fine. Pixie, I think, should still be fine. Anyway. Um, Dazzler's
0: probably still around somewhere. Dazzler
1: should be, I
0: think? I don't, she was on I don't the remember list. seeing her
1: <laughs> on there. like, you gotta fight all the X-Men spread. Havoc, I think, is still around. Warpath is still around. Um, so, there's a lot of options. I hope they start bringing in some new people, though. So, I'm kind of excited. That or, means- like... Some old people that we just haven't seen in a while. That would yeah, be really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Good opportunity for that. Anyway, I loved it. I loved how it ended. It ended, you know, it's probably not going to stay forever. You know, it'll probably in a few issues. But they're going to, like, two a month instead of weekly. So we might have this situation where there's no, like, no Jean Grey, no Colossus, no Kitty Pride, no freaking Apocalypse, no... Nobody. You know, nobody major minus, like, Logan and Scott. Uh for a while we might have this situation for a while and that is how events should be but too often they do these events and they either don't really know how to end it like with secret wars hickman actually commented at points and in the like comedy book secret wars 2 he mentions it kind of jokingly That he didn't really know how to end it and that's why it went from like this many issues to more issues to more issues you know, and, that thing
0: got longer. Yeah. Multiple times.
1: And I feel like they're always advertising these things as like, big change to the status quo of Marvel. Or like, this the event that's going to rock the DC universe. And then like, at the end of it, the payoff, like what we get, what we get out of it, is just kind of like, meh. You know, everyone kind of goes back to normal. No one's really that different. Like, Secret Empire ended, and yeah, Cap was a bit of a pariah because everyone couldn't unassociate him with Hydra. But, like, we've been there before. That's not new territory. Like, Cap has been the renegade before.
0: Yeah. And, like... Well, and in that, you know, they had two marginally major deaths. Because you had the death of Black Widow, mm -hmm. and you had the death of... Rody
1: No, Rody was in Rody Civil was, War Two. Civil War
0: II, That's right. Yeah, he died
1: well, kind of off screen depressing. at the beginning of yeah, Civil that was War Two. Yeah, but
0: you know, you had Black Widow die, and like, big deal. But not. hmm Like nobody really paid attention to it, and then by the time somebody would be like, you know, where's Black Widow? But she was back. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't impact anything.
1: Yeah, and like one of my favorite events. Recently, was the no surrender run in Avengers, um, where the world becomes the like plaything of the Grandmaster and this new entity called the Challenger. And like, we got bunches of new characters. Like, we got the Grandmaster's daughter, um, she pretended to be like it planted herself in memories and pretended to be like an old Avenger that everyone forgot. And it was really cool. And uh, the Challenger, this new eternal and the Black Order was revived and we got all these like I think new characters on this other team that the Grandmaster was using and um you know that was also the birth of Immortal Hulk like Immortal Hulk came back and Bruce Banner came back from the dead and that spawned the whole Immortal Hulk thing which is probably the best thing to come out of it and the only thing that really stuck because like the Black Order has their thing going on now and they're on a mission for the Grandmaster but it's just miniseries you know and it doesn't really seem that like world shattering i'm excited to see how it ends maybe it will but like right now it just seems like a normal kind of like fun story it's been a great read pick up black order if you haven't but um and then immortal hulk has been great it's definitely worth a pickup and that came out of that but it wasn't really because of that you know what i mean like They would have brought Bruce Banner back anyway. Anyway. They probably had this plan of this kind of necrotic Hulk coming in at some point. Yeah. And this was just a means to an end more than anything. And then at the end, everybody just kind of like forgets, moves on, you know. And Secret Empire, like, yeah, Cap's a little bit of a pariah, but everyone just kind of forgets, moves on. And, um, you know, Death of the Inhumans was a, was it a six or a four? It was a short mini tons of freaking inhumans died and then tons. at the end we are right back where we were like nothing's really changed that much i think black bolt's voice is effed but like where's where's black bolt nobody cares um <laughs> dark knight's metal you know brought in like did tons and they're kind of hacking away at it but i think i feel like the problem with the stuff they set up in dark knight's metal like the shattering of the walls around the universe, so the opening up of this whole new, like, extensive multiverse, and this idea of the dark multiverse. The problem with it is is that the books where they are kind of dealing with that stuff, they're just kind of like tickling it. They're not really. I feel like it would have been better for them to just go full freaking bore. Just go ham. And like on. we have Batman Who Laughs miniseries going on now, where the Batman Who Laughs is back, and it's for whatever reason killing off tons of Bruce Wayne's all over the multiverse and he's got this grim knight and stuff, but he's already been back. Like, he that's not new. He was back in um, one of the new universe characters, and that was probably the biggest thing that we got out of uh, Metal was we got the Batman and Laughs, we got all these new characters, which realistically are just DC's way of taking advantage of Marvel IPs. You know what I mean? Which Marvel... On a lot of these, already took advantage of DCIBs. It happens. They (laughs) steal from each other. It's It's, not new. Um, But, you know, you've got, like, Sideways looks a whole hell of a lot like Spider-Man and is in, like, Spider-Man poses. And even the foil cover for Sideways was actually a cover swipe of Spider-Man 300, which I thought was funny. Um, (laughs) You've got, like, Silencer and Punisher or even, like, Black Widow a little bit. Though her powers are really cool, I actually really dig Silencer. And then you got Damage, who's the Hulk, and you've got like uh, the Terrifics, who are the Fantastic Four, and you've got like some very Doctor Strangey-looking people in Unexpected, and you know they're they're just they're just stealing, making that money, whatever. But I I just feel like, and I'm not reading every DC title, I'm not reading every Marvel title, so there may be side effects of these things. More present in those, but I just don't see it. They do these crossovers and then it just kind of like dies
0: out. The other issue that I have with these crossovers is that.
1: I guess we should call them events. They do these events, you know what I mean? Because they're not all crossovers sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, that inherently is part of the issue I have with some of them (laughs) is that, you know, I read a lot of books and only some of them seem to like coexist in the same type of like universe that Mm they built for these major events and it's often really confusing because you'll be reading a title and you'll you know it'll seem like it's totally coinciding with the you know main universe or 616 or whatever but then it's not Mm -hmm. or it's not affected or they didn't want to mess up the publishing schedule of this book and so it's still coinciding with this other book even though it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and i'm like If you're going to do these big events, if you're going to do these supposedly world shattering changes, then it needs to have some level of uniformity or you have to have some way of clarifying, Mm -hmm. you know, this book is in the same universe as this event. And so this, you're going to see changes in this book. And instead of doing that and kind of manipulating all of the publication and making sure all of the writers are on the same, like, you know, game plan, they... Instead, make the primary event and then do like a million subsidiaries Mm -hmm. with characters who already have books out right now. So now I'm feeling obligated to get three different books instead of my traditional one, which to me, I mean, I get it. It's a money grab, but at the same time, you're alienating your readers.
1: Yeah, I I (laughs) totally agree. I wish, you know, and this is... Futile, but I wish the companies were more focused on like unified organic storytelling across the entirety of their universe as opposed to just making the bottom dollar. But they're big corporations, they're gonna want to make the money, you know. That with that wish, I can wish in one hand, crap in the other, and see which one gets filled first, kind of thing, you know. You just so see,
0: you would see so much more participation if there was cohesiveness.
1: I don't know if you would. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's tough. It's tough to tell. Like, and so I can understand them not wanting to dive in on, like... Because I'm reminded of, like, how Age of Apocalypse happened. So Age of Apocalypse happened, and when it did happen, like, every X-Men thing, like, stopped. And then they went to Age of Apocalypse storylines. So they had, like, a bunch of different storylines in the main storyline, and it was just like, it's Age of Apocalypse now. (laughs) <laughs> for like a few months and then it all came back but like that's how it should be done i agree like, that is super organic and super like it's just sexy on a narrative stick. yeah you know it's like secret M Im- like secret wars literally the world is like shattered into bits you know so like every book should play into secret wars to some degree but then they still have these stragglers that don't and they still continue certain storylines and they try to like, you know, fill in like this is happening during this. Or like they'll do like a two issue timeline or tie in and then go back to the regular story. And like, that's fine, I guess. I I think my main thing is I just I feel like these events just need to have people are just getting burnt out on them. They're yeah. getting burnt out on events. And I don't know what, you know uh dc's i didn't read drowned earth but i think that had a lot of weight to it um especially in terms of how aquaman is but that's kind of how they've done their events lately they'll do like a crossover between two titles and like one character from those titles will get affected in some way so they did aquaman and justice league drowned and aquaman now has amnesia and is like on an island somewhere and has a new person he's in love with i don't know how it's developed since then it's been a while um and then like the witching hour thing with justice league dark and wonder woman like wonder woman discovered she has this witch mark and she's like got ties to magic but and really the only end to that is that cersei is now like super powerful and is probably going to come in later as like a big bad oh snap but that sucks. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of when these events are just, like, a means to an end to get you a new big bad. You yeah. know, they. I feel like they spend so many of these events just, it's, it's, like, trying to force credibility on, like, a big bad bad guy. Right. You know, like, Dark Knight's Metal is, the Batman Who Laughs is, like, the central person. We never effing met him before then, and then suddenly here he is... And now we're supposed to just know that he's this, like, really bad dude. Right. And it's all well and good. Like, we can accept that an evil version of Batman, who is 100% Batman, not deterred in any way. So he's the Batman we know and love. The Batman that's always defeating everyone. This guy, but with no, like, opposite morals, because he's the Joker, essentially, is a bad thing. Like, he's gonna have credibility, but I feel like that credibility is just, like, forced because of this six-issue mini. Right. You know, and they did it with... They did it with that. They did it with, you know, Cersei in... Um, the Witching Hour crossover. I'm trying to think of other Marvel examples that they did. Um, I mean, to an extent, Gamora and in Infinity Wars. Like, Infinity yeah. Wars just wrapped up and... Nothing happened. Like, everything's, <laughs> everything's just back to normal. I think... You know, it had some good things, but my problem with that is that that's the other problem. So problem A is that they don't have enough weight while they're happening. Right. And then problem B is that they don't end, and, like, I feel like they should end and then kind of keep going. You know what I mean? Like, the series should end, but the repercussions, the ripples should keep going. Continue. But what they tend to do is they end it And they're like here's what happened so like infinity wars i'll use it as an example because it's freshest in my mind ended and it was like warlock adam warlock gave the infinity stones souls so he gave them souls so they're now like living entities and they all fly off to go choose their next host and then infinity wars infinity we see the time stone choose this like prisoner guy but that's it that's all we got so they're like saving that they're like we're gonna save this we're gonna use this later you know yeah and Gamora's all pissed and runs off and they're like we're gonna we're gonna save this we're gonna use this lid <laughs> you know I feel like it would be so much more effective if these big changes were addressed immediately right in some title or in all titles yeah you know so like you know they, they kind of did that with um in humans versus x-men like scott died and the X Men had this huge battle, and the ripples you could kind of see them in like X Men Blue and X Men Gold as they went by, but even still, not that much. Right. You know, Cap is a pariah because of Secret Empire, but still not that much. You know, Black Widow's dead, and still pretending to be dead, and that's why I like the Black Widow title that came out because it's actually reference. It's finally going back to something. They had the whole like Tales of Suspense like Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black Widow thing, but like whatever that was just a mini once again it was just like how can we address this thing in as small a bit as possible and so now we got the black widow title and the repercussions of that are finally being shown but that's like when was secret empire like a long time ago (laughs) you know what i mean it should have opened with the black widow title or like you know infinity wars ends and gamora is essentially like kind of a bad scorned Thanos e type character like we should get that right away right like, we should go immediately if they're gonna use her as like a bad guy in Guardians or whatever they're doing do plan it is, now then do it now give us Guardians now you know Guardians is coming soon like very soon I think in like a week or two but like not soon enough it should have been like Infinity Wars Guardians you right. know and um. So that's why I love the uncanny ending because literally the next book that comes out is going to be like, "Oh shit, all the X-Men are dead. What this do is we crazy. what do we do?" And then the next few issues are going to pertain to that. And that's how it should be. That's how these events should be. But granted, that was just an event, like a big event in one title. So when we do have these crossover events like Secret Wars, like Civil War, like, you know, the first Civil War was a great example because the repercussions of that were freaking shown. To the yeah. extent in Spider Man specifically where we eventually got the like brand new day thing that everyone hated. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Bad. Like literally Spider Man after Civil War had to eventually get to a point where he sold his soul to the devil, made a deal with the devil, Mephisto, to like fix everything. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Iron Man had repercussions from Civil War. Uh frickin' uh Captain America was dead. You know what I mean? And he was in like another dimension and shit. <laughs> So like,
0: I think, yeah,
1: that's how it should be. That's the ripples of the event should be seen. But lately, like every event they've done lately, it's like once it's over, we're just, you know, it's another Tuesday and it's just getting old and it's going to scare away readers. Like I talk to people all the time that are like, yeah, I'm not doing another event. Like I have very rarely heard people be like, (laughs) I can't wait for them. In fact, I never have. I can't tell you a single person that I have heard from that is like, I cannot wait until the next event. It's either not doing events anymore or I'm gonna do it and I hate myself for it.
0: It's interesting because that's to me the other thing that they could do with these events that they're not doing that doesn't make any sense. And what it is is that you know, one of the things that people who don't read comics who are interested in comics say, is that they're intimidated to get into comics because there's so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been going on for so long. You know, how many Spider-Mans have there been? There's How many issues have there been? How long has it been going on? How do I just jump in? Well, doing these events could serve as, you know, segmented, you know, chronological, specific jumping-in points. They could serve as access points mm-hmm. to new readers, mm-hmm. which. As a company, a big company trying to make that money and get that green, you want to get new readership. Yes, you obviously want to continue having and maintaining your current base. But the end goal is always acquisition. It's Mm -hmm. always new customers. So utilizing these events as a jumping in point would be a great idea and would be super smart. But the problem is, is that you've got to do that cohesion. You've got to have that you know, Age of Apocalypse where you shut everything down and Mm -hmm. focus on this thing because otherwise it becomes even more confusing because if I'm a new reader and I walk into a comic shop, I mean, I just saw somebody the other day walk into our comic shop and, like, look around and just sort of stand there for a minute. Yeah. Because it's so overwhelming. You hear about comic books and you know they exist, but until you actually walk into, like, a really big comic shop that's got a lot of books... You don't realize how much the is there. Yeah. It is so overwhelming. So if I were a new comic reader and I walk into a comic shop and there's an event going on and all that's on the shelf right now is that event and the subsidiary books to that event, I go, oh, this is where I start. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick the first one in this event and maybe one or two other you know, subsidiary um, comics that are appropriate and that's what I'll get started on and okay, cool. But if I walk into a comic shop and there's this big event, and also that character that's on the cover of this big event is also in this book over here, but it doesn't seem like they're connected. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this other book, and then also there's this stuff over here. But wait, are these people in this event? Wait, who are these people? Wait, is this the same universe? Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, I'm tapping out. I'm done yeah, um... because it's too much. There's too many things to go with, and then to try and you know subsidize their event, they just throw more books at it. Mm-hmm. So they don't take anything away. They just add an event and then add more books on top yeah. of it. So you're doing literally nothing but alienating new potential readers because more books on the shelf. Yeah, More books is not always a good idea. More books scares your current readers who have limited budgets yeah. and your new readers who have no idea where to jump in.
1: I think, honestly, right now... I would say that DC is definitely doing events better than Marvel. I agree. Because they're not overdoing the events. Their events are pretty heavy. Like, they've got Heroes in Crisis going on, lots of people dead. I'm sure they'll come back, but, like, they're going to have an event, like, they're going to have a crossover coming up with Flash and Batman talking about Heroes in Crisis, trying to figure out who killed Wally West and Arsenal and all these guys, and that's awesome that's how it should be yeah you know they did this like doom patrol justice league crossover and it actually had like ripples in doom patrol dark knight's metal actually had ripples and you know marvel for the most part secret wars was essentially just an excuse to cancel the ultimate universe and pick and choose who they wanted to keep Yeah, extermination was just an excuse to get rid of some characters you know like that's all they do they just do it as like forcing marketing transitions onto people. You know, like... If Infinity Wars
0: was just an excuse to get rid of Drax because they didn't want to yeah, mess with Batista to, yeah, anymore.
1: To sh- friggin' flex on Batista. Um, <laughs> which I can't... I have no, like, proof that's what they were doing, but I think it was... That's totally what it's, they were doing. It's funny. Um, it's totally. Well, yeah, I mean, Secret Wars also ended with the Fantastic Four not being in the limelight anymore because they didn't have the rights to fantasy because they were flexing on fox so they were flexing <laughs> on them. yeah and it's i don't know i just <laughs> i just i want them i give me a status quo quote unquote changing event that actually does change the status quo like if you start to lose readership that sucks but you can always come back from that. You can do yeah. something new later. Yeah. The beauty of comics is that they have the ability to ebb and flow. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, but you have to ebb and flow. Right now, there's no current. You're just a stagnant swamp. That's all it is. It's just story after story of nonsense and nothing matters. So yeah. we go into these events and we're like, you know, they start talking about all these events. They've got like the what is it the avengers no road home i think is coming up yeah and they've got you know war of the realms coming up but what are we going to do there what's going to matter in those like War of the realms are you just going to introduce a character you have wanted to use or like slightly make make someone bad so that you can have them be a bad guy and not have to pay anyone like not have to deal with somebody coming up with a new character they
0: won't even talk or, like, about war of the worlds outside of thor
1: War of Realms, War of the Realms.
0: Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't even talk about it outside of Thor. Like, what is happening?
1: So, I don't know. I hope I hope, um I don't know. Like I don't wanna hope like lowered readership on the the industry because I don't. I want more readers. But I hope Marvel at some point just takes a risk. You know, and DC takes a risk. Because DC's taken some, and that's good. Like DC is taking some risks and it's it shows. There are, I mean, DCs from multiple people that I talk to, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off, this is just the, like, wide survey of readers that I've dealt with on a day-to-day basis, a lot of people are feeling DC storytelling more than Marvel's, and a lot of people are feeling DC's art more than Marvel's. Marvel, I think, is just trying to, like, flood the shelves and pump out as much crap and be as timely and relevant to the movies as they can. And it's it's hurting the feel of Marvel. I would love Marvel to do more things that are like drastically intense, but I just don't see it. I think every event that we're gonna get from here forward is just gonna be another excuse to like force a bad guy on you, cancel a title or a run of characters that they didn't that they weren't feeling or that was getting lower, and then everyone's gonna forget it. So
0: a little, a little. Marketer to marketer advice, Marvel. Okay? Just little, little tete-a-tete. Did
1: you guys know T was a marketer? Has she mentioned that
0: before? Get out of my shady did mic. Did you guys know? Get out.
1: Did you guys know that she Be gone. was in marketing?
0: Be gone, demon. Um, A little, a little tete-a-tete, okay? Do a table talk. Actually, like, bring in readers and talk to them. And fun fact, bet you'll make more money when you tighten stuff up Mm -hmm. because you won't be spending as much money on stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy how you make money when you stop spending money you didn't need to spend? Isn't that crazy?
1: Personal favorite uh, like big event because of how freaking heavy it was and exciting it was to read and even like to an extent like disappointing in the amount of, like, death that happened, was the decimation story arc in the Ultimate Universe. Mm -hmm. Magneto gets pissed, starts effing with the world's, like, magnetic poles and stuff, causes, like, a massive flood in New York, and Spider-Man's, like, swinging around, and he's like, oh, hey, there's Daredevil, he's dead. He just, like, died off camera. Didn't get, like, a comic where he's, like, trying to save people and dies. He's just dead now. And... Peter Parker also knows who it is. He's like, whoa, that's Matt Murdock. I didn't know that. You know? Like, crap like that happens. And it's awesome. They go and fight Magneto, and Magneto, like, obliterates Wolverine. Or, like, he forces Cyclops to obliterate Wolverine. Oh, and, like, shit like that happens. And they didn't bring Wolverine back. They went and they found Jimmy Hudson, and he became Wolverine. Daredevil didn't come back. He was dead. You know? Like, yeah. the, the status quo changed. And the world after Decimation is a lot darker and a lot different. And it's beautiful. You have this narrative change of the entire world. And that's awesome. That's how it should be. But then nobody was reading the Ultimates because they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with it. And readership dropped and they panicked. So they killed it. You know?
0: My uh, big event of choice would be House of M. Yeah, hell yeah. Because of similar thing. I mean... The experience of, okay, the entire universe just shifted and completely changed because Scarlet Witch said so. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. And then to have to watch poor Peter as he wakes up realizing, huh, this woman I'm currently married to is supposed to be dead. That's weird and unfortunate. It was insane and amazing and it's such good storytelling. And yeah okay I recognize that it's Bendis but whatever it's still amazing. <laughs> I did, legitimately I didn't know I was not a Bendisaholic when that started, when I read that and was a fan it was pre, my knowledge of what I know now. That was a, that was a surprising and or not surprising afterthought.
1: So there. <laughs> oh and actually I got I got my wires crossed. Um ultimatum was the event from ultimates decimation was the event after house of m oh which is also great yeah i'm sorry it wasn't decimation from the ultimate universe it was ultimatum uh so retract and back up but i do want to talk about decimation because that's exactly what i'm talking about they do house of m and then they come out of house of m and there's only like 100 plus like a handful of mutants that still have their powers mm-hmm. you know and that's the world that the marvel universe exists in for a while yeah you know and yeah. then hope comes about there's the whole hope thing and like
0: it's a big deal messiah
1: stuff it's and a then big friggin yeah, deal. it's huge and that's how you should do it you should come out of these things with another thing, with the ripples still shown. Yep. And lately, every single one, I argue that every single one that Marvel specifically has done has had no ripples. And the ripples from Dark Knight's Metal... Kind of meh. Just, meh. And then, you know, before Dark Knight's Metal, to, you know, divvy out the blows evenly. Before Dark Knight's Metal, they had, like, Justice League versus, Superci- versus Suicide Squad. Not really anything came from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So... They need to have these big changing things, and I just feel like they're afraid to these days. Yeah. Maybe it's because of the movies, so they have so many new readers coming in that they're afraid to like have somebody come in and then instantly rip a character away from them. But screw it, it it's interesting storytelling. They'll it's get how it needs used to, be to done. it. The yeah. rest
0: of us have dealt with having our characters either decimated or canceled, so they'll get over it. I promise. Mm-hmm. We all do. I'm still bitter about all. It's not, but it will be. Well, dang, man, that was a fun episode.
1: Super ranty. feel better.
0: I feel good. Feel, I feel, feel good. like
1: a weight has been
0: lifted. Yeah, this is, this is a fun episode. I enjoyed myself, yep. and I hope you all, all you beautiful listeners out there, enjoyed us as well. You ugly listeners, too. Yeah, we're equal
1: opportunity. Yeah, if you're an uggo, you're allowed to listen. It's yeah, fine. that's fine.
0: We're all beautiful. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. It just might not be physically. You could be beautiful on the inside, too. Uh, maybe. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, yep, thank you. If you want more Cover B, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, at Cover B Podcast. Uh, you could follow me and Chris on our Instagram accounts.
1: Instagram.
0: Lots of Instagramming happening, of Instagram. always.
1: Um, Hit me up on that gram.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Grab it up. Yeah. yeah, she's under. There's a cat under my chair. <laughs> I'm wearing a blanket, and so she has buried herself under. I thought me. you just <laughs> had really strange gas. Rude. All right, whatever you guys. Stay tuned for our next episode next week of Cover Me. Bye everyone. Bye guys.